Welcome to a special episode of our Bucket Plan On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Bucket Plan process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com. Welcome everyone. We've got a, a lot of great people jumping in here and a guest that certainly needs no introduction in our group, but uh, Ed Slot was kind enough to join us. And uh, so uh, I'm really excited actually for, for Ed to jump on today. About a week, week and a half ago, Ed hosted his Ed Slot's Elite IRA Advisor Group, where his elite members and master elite members uh, all came in and, and spent, you know, what, three days, almost two and a half days, um, going through some amazing content and training. And I was blown away just at the amount of material I your know. team has put together on the, the SECURE Act alone. And, you know, we knew it was a massive reform back in 2019 when, you know, when it was coming, but some things have changed, huh, Ed? Oh, yeah. Well, now, remember how tax law works. Maybe you don't want to know this. They always say, you know, you don't want to see sausages being made, right? But that's how tax law works. Congress uh, creates a tax law, and it's not Congress. Do you think they really know what's in it? It's all these tax people they have there. I don't even know all these tax nerds maybe put a bunch of stuff together. They say, yeah, that looks good. Throw it against the wall. They passed it. And remember, that SECURE Act, the original SECURE Act, the first bill passed uh, Congress by 417 to three. Yeah. That's unbelievable, giving our, uh, you know, bi uh, bipartisan, lack of bipartisanship uh, now on most issues, 417 to 3, even Secure 2.0, which is not law, which is proposed, still in proposal phase, passed the House 414 to 5. Well, so when I see a Secure 417 to 3, for example, you know what I'm thinking, Dave, who are the three guys that don't like retirement? You yeah, know, who are those three guys? Uh, anyway, so the SECURE Act came out in late 2019 and actually was enacted, signed into law December 20th, 2019, and became effective 11 days later. Nobody had, you know, was prepared for that. First of all, this is a typical Congress thing. You know, they all want to run home for the holidays. So December 20th was probably the last day where they were there before they go on one of their 400 vacations each year. So that was it. They signed it, president signed it, bang, bang, bang. It's effective, nobody knows what to do. And it's effective 11 days later, January 1st, 2020. Now, two years go by, so it's been effective for 2020 and 2021 and part of 22. And the way tax law works, once a law, a tax law comes out, IRS has the obligation, responsibility to issue what they call regulations. That is supposedly the English version of what they think Congress meant. But the SECURE Act was thrown together so quickly with so many ambiguities in haste that IRS almost had to throw their hands up, but they finally issued regulations earlier this year, February 23rd, 22. And that's a lot of the content that we covered, the changes to what we thought the SECURE Act was. So the premise of the SECURE Act was Congress didn't like IRAs being, when I say IRAs, I mean all retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, they didn't like retirement accounts being used 
for wealth transfer to the next generation or estate planning. They felt IRAs, retirement accounts should be for the person who earned the money and contributed the money and not as a stretch IRA going out 50, 60, 70 years to grandchildren. And they eliminated the stretch IRA for most non-spouse beneficiaries and replaced it with a 10-year rule. Even with that, we said, all right, you know, no stretch IRA, but the 10-year rule, that doesn't sound terrible. You have a lot of flexibility. You don't have to worry about RMDs as long as everything's out by the end of the 10th year after death. That's what we thought. But here comes IRS with the regulations. And they said, well, that's not what we think they mean. I think IRS is wrong. But they brought back an old rule called uh, technically the at least as rapidly rule. You don't have to know that. All you have to know is IRS's view is not that the 10-year rule replaced prior regulations, it added on to it. So IRS's position in these proposed regulations is that once RMDs start, once the faucet is turned on, they cannot stop. So for example, let's say dad is 75 years old, he dies. So he's after his required beginning date, April 1st, after the year you turn 72, he dies after the required beginning date. So under these IRS regs, he leaves it to his son who has to, his son is not a minor. So say his son's 50 years old, he's subject to the 10 year rule. But because dad had already started taking RMDs, the son must continue for years one through nine so you have this hybrid, this double method uh, for years one through nine, you have the old stretch IRA. And then in year 10, everything has to come out. And there are a lot of situations now where you see this one, one through nine uh, RMDs, which is a really, has really messed up things, made things much more complicated for people. And who's gonna keep track of all of this? That's where advisors are almost throwing their hands up. And what we did in that meeting, Dave, as you know, we, uh, you saw the manual with the content. We created somewhere around 25 unbelievable examples that explain every situation. So our advisors there uh, have got the goods until maybe IRS changes their mind and changes the rules again. This is why advisors need to keep up to date on this stuff. So you take something like a tax law, the SECURE Act. Yeah, there's a big signing ceremony. The president signs it into law. And you want to know something because it's a tax law. Still, most people don't even notice, but at least it gets media attention. These other things that we cover in our meetings are under the radar. Do you think the average person with an IRA knows there were proposed IRS regulations? 275 pages of dense rules that apply to everybody with an IRA, a 401k, every client of every advisor on this program. Most consumers don't know, and they don't know if their advisors know. So it's a problem, and it could change again. That's why we cover things like private letter rulings, court cases, revenue rulings, regulations, proposed regulations like this, because all of these have to be known and affect every client because it's all involving retirement accounts. Absolutely. And, you know, Ed, one of the things that I've, I've heard you say it for, you know, 11 years now. Um, and, and I know I can attest to it working 100% is I love these tax changes because oh, I know. the tax changes. I know, I know. I say the same thing, but I'm, I shouldn't say that. 
Yeah, it, 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 it brings more clients to us all day long. Like all the IRS and Congress, they're the greatest. They're the greatest marketing engine. That's right. Us. I said that at the meeting. You need and, the marketing team. Look at look at the Wall Street Journal, Congress, all these screaming headlines, even from people like me, not just no, <laughs> just saying, uh, saying, look at these changes. You got to know. And every look at the people, the advisors flocking to our programs more so than ever before. The clients that are asking advisors, are you educated on these? rules. I'm worried. What do my beneficiaries do? Does my plan hold up? So you're absolutely right. Anytime there's a change, it's whether it doesn't even matter what it is, it's good for business. I hate to say it because that's when clients need you. And that's when they know that's when the rubber hits the road if you're up on things. But the challenge for the advisor is to have that information quickly because everything moves so quickly with the internet and online. And an advisor could see something. Oh, look at this on Facebook. The rules change. He calls his advisor. Do you know about this? What? <laughs> Yep, exactly. And and the one thing that resonates every time I hear about one of these tax changes is Ed's words come in my mind. The more outflow, the more inflow, right? The more outflow we put out, the more inflow of business we get in. And going to those dates, you know, you shared back in December of 2019. I just wanted to share with advisors and an example of simple outflow. I, I'll go to my website here and share it. You can see on December 24th of 2019, I recorded a two minute video that just said big tax law changes enacted on your retirement accounts with me holding my daughter by the Christmas tree, talking for two minutes about the SECURE Act. That sits on YouTube in October of last year. Guess what I got? I got a $5 million inherited IRA as a client because they saw that video. We're in the same opportunity right now with all these changes that are going on right now. And, and you know, I've been sharing this for all of you who have heard me speak for years. I think if your primary market is dealing with retirees and IRAs, you're doing yourself and your business a massive disfavor by not being part of Ed's elite group because this is where you go get all the, co the, the content, right? His team is reading through thousands and thousands of pages of revenue rulings and private letter rulings and breaking it down into stories that we can go tell our prospects and clients. And so, Ed, I want to, you know, thank you for all that work that you do. But, you know, let's let's jump into, you know, some of the, I guess, for our advisors on this call today, you know, what are some of the biggest, I guess, traps? I saw that, you know, I was joking with you right before we started, Think Advisor, uh, put out, you know, their email okay. on Wednesday that said, Ed Slot warns no IRS Secure Act RMD rigs are risk getting sued. Um, and so, you know, what are some of those those regs that, you know, people should be familiar with? Not that, you know, it took you three days to do it for the elite group. I'm not expecting that today. But, you know, some of the high level points that you're seeing advisors slip up on. Well, the big message is it really affects the next generation. And I've always found that next generation, the kids who never work for the money are the most litigious. You ever notice that? <laughs> they didn't even earn it. Remember, most of these rules don't affect your clients on their lifetime RMDs. There are some uh, rules that do affect them, but the big rules is on the estate planning, the wealth transfer, what's gonna go to beneficiaries. You don't wanna be in a situation where the parents have been de are deceased, so they're not there to protect you from their children who inherited all this money. And they say, how could, you know, you were collecting fees for my parents for years and years. How could this happen? How could the taxes, how, how did this happen? Aren't you aware of the rules? Didn't you know there was a change in the rules? We're losing all this money in taxes. Planning should have been done. 
you know, and that's why you need to reach out. I always said this, even in our two-day programs I started 30 years ago, I always say when you do the planning, bring in your successors, your succession plan for your business are the client's beneficiaries. I always used to do that when I did planning with clients, I always brought in the beneficiaries, you know, the children, if, if they were available, because I found that if they weren't part of the process, they would, whatever idea you had, they would torpedo it from afar because, oh, mommy was just trying to tell you this and trying to sell you that or whatever. Uh, they have to be in the loop and understand that what you're doing on the wealth transfer and estate planning end is for their benefit. I always have to tell the, the children, I said, do you know what you are? You're a beneficiary. This is for you. We're doing this. I've even had uh, problems when we didn't communicate well enough. Let's say a beneficiary wasn't at the meeting. And why are you selling my, you know, I don't sell it, but why are you revise? I never sold investments. I'm a tax advisor, but I would advise, you know, this would be a good case to have life insurance. Go see a life insurance agent. Why are you trying to talk my mother into life insurance? I said, do you understand you're the beneficiary? beneficiary and it's all tax-free and you'll do better. The family will do better. They don't even think like that. It's all for their benefit, but you've got to get them in the loop because yeah. if they get a big tax hit, they are going to be coming to you. Uh, worst case scenario, hopefully not. It could be lawsuits, which I doubt because, uh, you know, it depends on who your people are, but uh, there's no obligation to do planning. But more likely you could lose a big chunk of business when the clients die. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if anyone has any questions, Fred, go ahead and type them in. I know Nick's got a question here I'm going to get to in just a minute. And it was definitely something your elite members were asking your team. But, you know, I, I think that if we look at that kind of conceptual framework, we know that the traditional IRA or qualified plan is about, you know, one of the worst investment vehicles you could leave from an inheritance perspective. I agree. Matter right. of fact, I just said it in one of those articles uh, I was quoted recently, and I believe it, the combination of the SECURE Act and the new regulations. I think the new regulations, the IRS regulations, are the final nail in the coffin for using IRAs or retirement accounts as a wealth transfer or a state planning vehicle. It's, it's loaded up, larded up with so many regulations, rules, so many tripwires, so many obstacles and tax landmines. Look for alternatives, especially you should be focusing on your clients with the largest IRAs because they're the ones that are more likely to leave the lion's share over to, over to beneficiaries that will generally have to squeeze all of those distributions into a 10-year period, getting whacked with taxes. Absolutely. And, and if we look at it, right, when's the best time to move those from what you would call forever tax to never, never tax? Now. Now. Three words while you're breathing. That's what I always tell consumers. I, I say it on my TV programs. It's always best while you're still alive to do the planning. It doesn't work, you know, you know, less options are available. And I think we also have some some opportunities that exist right now, particularly for Roth conversion conversations. Oh, definitely for Roth conversions. And I'm a big fan of permanent, you know, cash value life insurance. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. 
Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. I've said this all along, but I say it again. Uh, We have a very powerful message on my current public television program, which is running all over the country now. It's called Ed Slot's Retirement Freedom. And I discuss my four freedoms, freedom from taxes, freedom from worry, freedom from risk, and freedom from bad advice, because it's everywhere. Uh, you, you may have noticed we covered a case there, that McNulty case, if you were uh, at that part of the meeting, where the woman lost hundreds of thousands, a whole retirement account, a poor nurse from Rhode Island, because she saw uh, you know, a 30-second video, a, an internet commercial on putting gold in your IRAs and storing it at home. You can have gold in your IRAs, but you cannot store it at home. She got hit. IRS picked up on it. They they billed her for everything as a prohibited transaction. She lost her entire retirement savings because she relied on something, you know, a 30-second video. I see people betting their retirement accounts on these 30-second TikTok videos. Advisors are needed more than ever. There's too much at stake. Exactly. And I think right now, I know a conversation I'm having with a lot of my clients is, well, when's the best time to do the Roth conversions? As Ed, as Ed said, when you're breathing, but it's also when tax rates are low. We right. know they're going up December 31st of 2025. And it's when market values are down, right? The market has gone down 15, 20%. Now is the taxes are on sale in multiple That's different what ways. I always say. You get them on sale. You know, one of my fundamental principles, which I say on every one of my shows and seminars, of ta- of taxation to get the the best out of the tax code always pay taxes at the lowest rates the roth conversion is a bet like a stock on future rates it's like the old comedian said uh henny youngman if you remember those one-liners carl will remember him uh, the old comedians are putting all my money in taxes the only thing sure to go up <laughs> he was right that's how I look at the Roth IRA. But people, you got to get your clients on board here. I'm not saying everybody should have a Roth IRA, but every advisor should be having the conversation to help them have a a hedge against the uncertainty of what future higher taxes can do to their lifestyle uh, later on and for their beneficiaries. Exactly. And, And I think a simple conversation I'm having with all of my clients is if we agree, we believe taxes are going to go up in the future, and we agree we think the market is going to rebound at some point in the future, where would we rather have that rebound, in our IRA or our Roth IRA? And I hold up this book, which again, well, you can't Well, don't hold see. up that book. Hold up well, this book. You, you got, got I, I, have, I have, this is the book. This is the current book. I know. I I have the new book downstairs. I hold this one up because it's got your beautiful picture on it. And people are like, oh, I've seen that guy on TV before. Nobody has seen that guy in 20 years. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I just hold up that book and I talk about the idea of, you know, your retirement savings is a time bomb. Let's get that money while the market is down and while taxes are down over into the Roth account for the recovery. And people really gravitate to that conversation. And so um, I think that's an idea all of you can go back with right now and exactly what Ed's talking about with the SECURE Act and having to be forced to take it out over 10 years from an inheritance standpoint. So, Ed, we have a question that came in I want to get to, um, and I know a lot of members in your group had this for your team also. Okay. I have a few, and, and uh, it'll be, uh, we'll see if there's a right or wrong answer here. Uh, I have, a, I have a, a parents who died in 2020 
I already know were... the rest of the question. Go ahead. Well, for everyone else, let me read it who hasn't seen it. No, don't even read it to me. Just look, nothing up my sleeve, nothing here. I don't have prior access. I'll bet you the rest of that is the parent died in 2020. So uh, the person who inherited is probably a child and now they're subject to the 10 year rule. But now we find out they were supposed to have RMDs starting in 2021. Is that the question? How did you know? Oh, brilliant. All right. That's the question we're getting everywhere. So what do you do about that? You can't go back to 2021. Now, of course, IRS in 2022 decides, you know what, we think that uh, RMDs should, should continue and you have RMDs for years one through nine. Well, in that case, year one for the beneficiary was 2021. IRS is coming out now in 2022 saying that should have been taken in 21. That's impossible unless you had a time machine. You can't go back to 2021. So what do you do? You do nothing. Nobody knows the answer to that. IRS is going to have to provide guidance. What I think they might do, they might say later on this year, your, you know, take up, take the makeup distribution now for 21 and with your 22 distribution and we'll waive the penalty. That's what I expect. That is, that did not happen. That's just my prediction. And I never like making predictions when it comes to the IRS. It's like Yogi Berra once said, I never make predictions, especially about the future. Nice. Okay. So I put just for everyone, when I held up the book and Ed's got the more recent one, like I said, I have it downstairs. I put the link if you want to buy copies of that. Uh, I highly would recommend it. I also put the link for Ed's elite group. Again, as I mentioned, I don't know how you could you know, be focused in the IRA and retiree market and not be part of that group. It's a no brainer for what you'll get out of it. But if you want to learn more about that group, I know Probably a third of our members are already in the master elite or elite group, but there's a link in yeah. the chat box for you there too. Yeah, it's always good to see our C2P friends over there. And a lot of them have been, we have some of your guys have been with us 15 years. Yeah, I think three, I think char three, three charter members, I believe. Oh, 18 years. They just yeah. finished their, started their 18th year. Uh, that's how, and and it's like you say, every every time we have a workshop, which is twice a year, uh, plus, you know, they get notified of changes immediately. For example, when those regs came out February 23rd, everybody in our elite group that day got an email. Now, we didn't digest the whole two, 275 pages. That took us another hour. But <laughs> no, it took us a few more days. That's all we did. But they were on alert so they could alert their clients. When the clients got that call, if they got a call from a client who was sharp enough to spot that, they said, yep, I'm already on it. We're getting information as we speak. So we're in communication with our elite members throughout the year. They have us as a back office, me, Sarah, Andy, and I, and our experts with questions. But the manuals that come out every, every six months at the live meetings, they're, as you say, they're this thick. And it's all new material. That's how much changes every six months or so, or every day or so, it seems recently. Yep. Well, like I said, change is our marketing. So that's, that's all good. good. Keep the change coming, right? Yeah. So. You know, years ago, oh, you have another question? Go ahead. All right. Years ago, talk about change. When I was in college, you know, certain things professors say you remember forever. Now, this was in the early 70s. So, you know, it may not be a big deal now. But my tax professor in college said, talked about changes. Even back then, when changes, 
first of all, back then a change was a big deal. There weren't as many changes. But he said, whenever the, remember this, he told us as new accounting students, whenever there's a change in the tax law, you know what I do? And we're looking at him, no, what do you do? He says, whenever there's a change in the tax law, I go out and buy a new car. And he was trying to make the point that I'm gonna make a crap load of money. Uh, because back then, the reason I framed it in the 70s, everybody gets new cars all the time. But when I was growing up in the 60s and the 70s, you got a new car, everybody on the block came out to look at the car. Nobody got a car every year. It would be about 10 years before you got a new car. It was a major event. So when he said that, it stuck with me. He knew there was opportunity to help clients and increase your business every time there was a change in the tax law. And that has not changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So any other questions, please feel free. We have uh, Ed for about five more minutes here as we uh, wind down our, our coffee talk for this Thursday. Again, it's been, it's been great. If, if there's nothing else that you got out of today, at least get out there and put yourself out as having this content and, and the resources behind it, because people are out there searching for answers. Again, Think about how many advisors don't know the single question Ed could predict before it even came out of what do I do about 2021? Yeah. Um, this is going to be everywhere. And, uh, and again, it just gives us such a great opportunity to continue to set ourselves apart. And you have to know several sets, sets of rules, too. I see somebody just posted, it looked like Nick posted, do you think RMD age will be raised to 75? Uh, that's in, that proposal is in Secure 2.0, which, like I said, has a good chance of passing. But it's not really 75. The real proposal is to raise it to 73. Then it goes, it's one of these crazy things Congress creates, maybe for budgetary reasons. I don't know why age 74 or 75, it wouldn't go to that age for 10 years later. Most of those people be dead by then. So I don't understand that. But I would be careful about getting what you wish for. Because if they raise the RND age, most people won't take anything till that age. But if they do that, again, you're causing a tax problem. My view is you're pushing. We know we have a 10-year end date on most for the beneficiaries. So now you're, you're shortening the window of when all these funds must come out. Let's say they pushed it to age 80, you know, and then you die at 83. They, then all the funds have to come out in, the three, you know, three more, three and 10, 13 years. So I don't know if it's the, uh, the great thing everybody thinks it is. What it does do, it gives people more freedom before they're forced to take the money out. For example, more opportunity to do Roth conversions. You always want to get Roth conversions done before RMDs begin because the RMDs themselves cannot be converted. You'd first have to take the RMD and then you could convert any part of the balance. So it gives you more opportunity to do things where you don't have the constraints of RMDs. But I think no matter what the age is for RMDs, good advisors should sit down with clients and maybe plan out distributions over a longer period. I'm saying maybe taking it earlier to smooth out the overall tax bill over a longer period of time rather than pushing it all into one short window. Absolutely, spend down that tax infested money or as early as possible. Yeah, and either put it in Roth IRAs or use life insurance, anything but leaving a large IRA now to a child or grandchild. And a lot of those people that have large IRAs use trusts, and the trusts are really going to be a problem 
for these large IRAs, they too will be subject to the RMDs years one through nine if death is after the required beginning date. And for certain beneficiaries, EDBs, eligible designated beneficiaries, better off if you need a trust, if the client needs a trust for protection and control, they're worried about their kids blowing the money, lawsuits, bankruptcy, divorce, you know, that's what clients worry about. You might be better off taking that IRA down and leaving either a Roth IRA for a Roth conversion to the trust to avoid the trust tax or putting it into a life insurance policy and leaving the life insurance to the trust. It's a much better and more flexible asset to leave to a trust. It could simulate the stretch IRA if that's what you want, but it can custom be customized to get the client the plan they want without having to worry about RMDs, who's the beneficiary doing calculations. They can put any provisions they want. So it doesn't have all that tax complexity and it also doesn't have the tax. And that's what clients want. When it comes down to it, clients, and I've done this for clients for 40 years, and they may not say it in as many words, but every client, especially when they have accumulated a large IRA, it comes down, they always want three things. More control, more larger inheritances for my beneficiaries, larger inheritances, more control, because they're worried about them blowing it, and less tax. Larger inheritances, more control, less tax. You're probably not going to get that for the estate planning for IRAs anymore, given the new rules. Better off with either Roth IRA or life insurance. And I think life insurance is the big winner from the SECURE Act because all Congress did, in my view, is incentivize all of us to do the better planning we should have been doing all along. 100% agree. So, of course, everyone waited till one minute left to ask their questions. A quick one is the Go back. Ahead, I'm, here. I, I'm, I'm on your schedule. You tell me. You be the bad guy and say, oh, we got to go. I'll All be right. the good guy. Say, I'm going to stay forever, Dave. How about a quick one? Is the backdoor IRA dead? No, it's not dead. It was in the Build Back Better. Oh, I hate saying that. Build Back Better bill. These alliterations. It's just too much. That's why it didn't pass. Nobody could get through saying it. The Build Back Better bill. Uh, that was in that uh, to to eliminate backdoor Roth. It it was not eliminated. Do it while it's here. All right. Is the government can the government change the tax law into the advantages of life insurance on existing policyholders? Can the government change the tax law? Well, obviously the answer is yes. Who else would change the tax law? You know, uh, CPAs. We have an old saying: tax laws are written in pencil. But it's the other part. Will they change the insurance rules? No, they all are loaded up with insurance. They know where the money is. The, uh, you know, I think the life insurance, and again, I'm not a life insurance guy, but if you, you know, in my book, I have a chapter on life insurance. I call it the power of life insurance. I think it's the most stable vehicle to use for planning. It's not subject to all these rules and changes. You rarely see changes in the life insurance world. Too much, wow. at first they have a great lobby. Yeah. You know, the problem with the stretch IRA is there's no constituency. You know, when they had the SECURE Act, I didn't see beneficiaries crowding and jamming into Congress with protest signs, save the stretch IRA. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see beneficiaries picketing. Why? Because that would be work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then the last one to close it out, if you have another minute for us. I got plenty should, of time. You're going to be the bad guy. I'm all right, I'm going to be the bad guy here. Uh, should a retired married couple still consider at least keeping about 700000 in IRA assets because at a 4% income stream, at least they have the standard deduction to offset? 
I don't get that. Uh, four, yeah, they're doing the four percent rule. Yeah, if they if they're taking four percent off of seven hundred grand, it basically is going to mirror up to about what their standard deduction is, and that's tax free. Yeah, but the problem is uh, they still have seven hundred thousand in a traditional IRA, and RMDs are going to kick in that are go at some point going to be way more than four percent. So you're really not in control of that. Certain funds will have to come out. And that will throw all these calculations off. So they'll be in a situation, maybe they only want to spend 4%, but they may be taking a lot more. Uh, in our charts, which we give out at our programs, our handy charts, we use the percentages. Uh, it goes to, uh, it exceeds 4% after 75. It's 407, the RMDs, based on the life expectancy. At 76 is 4.2. At 81, it goes to 5%. At 85, they're at 6%. So that's how much has to come out, whether they want to take the money out or not. So that will still increase their income. Remember, if you do nothing with this IRA, the point is you can't ignore a growing IRA. It's a growing building tax debt. That's why you're there with the client. It remind you know, you can't ignore it and say, well, we're not going to do anything. And then the IRA grows and grows, and then they get hit with taxes, and so do their beneficiaries uh, in 10 years after death. So you can't ignore it. It's like the sign uh, in my dentist's office. She has a sign that says, ignore your teeth and they'll go away. <laughs> Same thing with these IRAs. You ignore the planning, they're going to be eroded. Uh, by future taxes that could be at much higher rates as that account builds. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and land the plane here. A couple key dates at C2P. We, uh, I, myself, we're teaching the Bucket Plan 2.0 training in Cleveland, July 13th and 14th, our holistic planning process. July 27th and 28th, myself and Professor Worley, uh, Professor of Taxation at Villanova Law School, we have the Tax Management Journey. August 10th and 11th, we have the Bucket Plan 1.0. And then for anyone interested in Ed's group, again, I cannot encourage it enough. July 14th and 15th, you all are going to be in Nashville also uh, about a month after we're in Nashville for oh. our Mastermind Collegium. So uh, I'd highly encourage if you want any information on that, reach out to our team. We could get you connected with Ed's team and uh, go through his two-day event, which is incredible. If, uh, if you want to continue to up your game and level up on your IRA knowledge and all the, the great information. And do a great job about. for your clients. Get people talking about you. Do you ever notice the banner we put behind the stage on every one of our big programs? It says, give them something to talk about. And they don't know it, but we subliminally play that song throughout the day, that Bonnie Raitt song. Let's give them something to talk about because we give them something to talk about. And that's what you'll get at that two-day program. All the new rules, the latest examples, you're going to have a lot to talk about. And it changes the way you talk to a client. It changes your confidence level, your demeanor, and people can feel that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, I appreciate Ed staying with us five minutes extra, all of you. We kept everyone's attention for five minutes extra, and we'll see you next week on next Thursday's Coffee Break. Ed, thanks again. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. 
That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.